Sholem Aleichem. Welcome to The Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I am visiting with Alan Kaufman, owner of The Pickle Guys, a Lower East Side pickle store. Alan has worked with some of Pickledom's legendary entrepreneurs, including Ben Gus of Gus's Pickles and Natalie Hollander. He uses the traditional pickling methods handed down over the last century with no chemicals or preservatives added. Welcome, Alan. Hi, how you guys doing? How are you? Great. So uh, word of your pickles has reached us here at the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. Um, a lot of our staff have been lucky enough to sample some, and any that they purchased to bring back to us never made made it the trip in the car back to Amherst. <laughs> I gather they're really tasty. Well, these tasty. are the best pickles you could get, yes. They're good. <laughs> so you're the only remaining pickle store on Essex Street, which uh, has a long history with pushcart vendors that dates back to the early 20th century, yeah? Uh, yeah, it started in 1910. Uh, we're the only traditional pickle store left in New York. I don't know about other countries. We actually make everything here, and uh, we, most there, there are other stores that buy and sell pickles. We actually make everything here by hand, the old-fashioned way, same recipe since 1910. Wow. How did you get into the pickle business? Well, I used to do advertising, and uh, I was freelance, so I had a lot of free time on my hands. So I used to help the old-timers down here. And over the years, uh, I started doing more and more pickles and less and less advertising. And I like the pickles because it gives me gratification that when people bite my pickle, the first thing they say is, wow, this is the best pickle I ever ate, which is a nice compliment. There's not too many jobs I ever had where people actually compliment me all the time. Did you eat pickles as a kid? Yeah. I used to eat pickles as a kid. My favorite was pickled tomatoes. I used to love, oh, I still do, but I love pickled tomatoes. And who started you along the way? Who was your sort of first mentor in the pickle business? Well, there used to be an old, old man called Sally Gus. He used to have his own pickles back in the early 1900s. Uh, he used to deliver pickles with a push with a horse-drawn carriage. And he was the old man there, and I used to talk to him all the time. We used to get along really great. And he started teaching me stuff, and then I, uh, then it was Izzy Gus and his brother Benny Gus, and Benny used to tell me, "You always put celery in. You got to put celery in. You got to do this. You got to do that." And over the years, I, I've acquired uh, their knowledge. And uh, when I first started, there was probably only about seven, eight different types of items here. Right now, we're up to about forty different types of items that we've added over the years. Wow! And what do you think the secret is to making the perfect pickle? Well, the secret to anything is you got to start with good produce. You got to start with quality product. Uh, we don't skip on the spices. We put extra spices. We put extra garlic in. Now, like I said, everything is done by hand. And when you buy pickles from us, everything is examined and put in a jar. It's not like you just picked it off the shelf and it's jammed in there by a machine. Everything is hand selected and hand picked. So you always get the best that you can. And and you actually make these in barrels the old-fashioned way, as they say. Yeah, everything is all barrel cured. Uh, it's called cold pack. We do everything in cold storage. Nothing's cooked. Everything is raw and naturally ferment, fermented, so you get that probiotics. And it's healthy for you. As long as you have salt, it's healthy for you. Can you tell the difference between your pickles and somebody else's pickles that were made down the street? No questions asked. <laughs> yes. As a matter of fact, on my days off, when I go somewhere and I get a sandwich and they give me a pickle, I always check it out, and my pickle's always better. And is it in the curing? Is it in the spices, or is it in the cucumber? Well, like I said, well, well, we always buy we always buy good quality cucumbers. 
but it's mostly uh, it's mostly because we take pride in our product. We use more expensive garlic, more expensive spices. We're not looking to, you know, produce a cheap product. Our product's a little expensive, but it's the best you can get. And you mentioned on your website that you brought back some old traditional items, such as pickled watermelon and Russell borscht. And I was wondering, being somebody who loves watermelon and borscht, <laughs> if you could tell me a bit about them. Okay, well, uh, the, the, like, like you said, those, those are the original recipes from 1910. Uh, pickled watermelon is a really an Eastern European uh, tradition. Uh, we pickle the watermelon. We do it once a year in August. We pickle the watermelon. It's ready to sell by October. And we'll make like about, I don't know, eight, nine barrels, and we'll sell out usually around February, March. And uh, like I said, we take whole heads, we put them in a barrel, we add vinegar, salt, uh, pickling spices, and uh, a little garlic, and that's it. We just let it sit there. Wow. And the borscht, the borscht we just take, we take beets, we add it to water and salt, and we let it ferment, and it's got to ferment between five to six weeks. Is a classic borscht uh, made with fermented beets? Yeah, the Bosch is fermented beets. It is. Russell Bosch is fermented beets. Okay. It's sort of like the, it's sort of like the stock. Like if you were to make chicken soup, you mm-hmm. have to buy chicken stock. Mm-hmm. Well, here you buy the Russell Bosch, and then if you want to add meat to it, you could add meat to it. If you want to add uh, eggs or whatever you want in your, in your Bosch with your traditional with sour cream or anything, you just add that to it. So back a few generations, you had a lot of pushcart vendors selling pickles on the street. Was that something that traditionally wouldn't be made at home, or was it a luxury to go out and get them from a vendor? Uh, okay. Well, well, the whole thing with pickling is the reason we do pickle is not because it really tastes good, because it does taste good, but it's mostly because of in the old days we had no refrigeration, and if you want to have green vegetables in the wintertime, you'd have to wait till the fall, pickle your vegetables, pickle them, put them in your basement or your root cellar, and that way, throughout the winter months, you have green vegetables. If you didn't do that, you'd have to wait till the spring, plant, and then in the summertime, you'd have green vegetables. So that's the main reason why the pickles were made. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is to preserve it, yes. Um, and, it, and the tradition has held out. We still eat them all, all year long. Would yeah, well, yeah, it's all year round. I mean, you know, if you, were, if you would have came, like, if you were born in 1890 or something like that, and you were in... Poland or Russia, you'd be making your own pickles. You wouldn't, you wouldn't really go out and buy them, but you'd be making them. It's something you normally did. Um, you know, like people that live on the farms, they milk their own cows. They wouldn't go out and buy milk. You know what I mean? That's just how it was back then. <laughs> but people living in the city went out and bought pickles off of a push cart. Yes, well, once you, know, you came to America, times have changed. We got automobiles. Uh, uh, people had push carts. Uh, push carts are little stands out in the street. Uh, the reason they got rid of that is because of, I think it's Mayor LaGuardia. He was losing, they were, lo- were losing tax revenue, so he made everybody go into a store. He got rid of all the push costs so he could get tax revenue. Ah, and that brought it all inside. I gather, though, that yes. at um, around Passover, you bring things back outside, I've heard, when you start making well, dur- horseradish. Dur- yeah. Tell well, me about Passover, that. Which we've got. Okay, during Passover... Uh, two weeks before Passover, we grind fresh ground horseradish. It's probably the best and hottest horseradish you could get. Uh, 
we do it outside because if we did it inside the store, uh, everybody in the store would be crying. So we do it outside. Uh, we take the horseradish, we peel the root, we grate it through a machine, and we put it in a jar. We add vinegar if you want white, or we add fermented beet juice if you want red. And it stays really, really hot and really, really fresh for about six, seven months easy. And it's the best horseradish you can get. You, you, you'll, have, you'll have the best state of your life. I can't wait. <laughs> And I um, I hear that whoever is charged with making the horseradish has to wear a gas mask. Is that true, or is that a, an urban myth? Well, it's not. It's not. He doesn't have to. He <laughs> yeah. chooses to because he's out there grinding horseradish for two weeks straight from 9 o'clock in the morning until 6 o'clock at night. Two weeks straight. If he didn't do that, his nose would probably fall off. <laughs> <laughs> I take it it's really good horseradish. Oh, it's really good. It's hot. It's we really get your sinuses going. Great. So, a couple of questions I have to ask you before I let you go. Um, no so, what makes a good pe- pickle? A lot of people talk about the perfect snap or the spray. What do you think? Well, it's very important that a pickle has a crunch to it. Nobody likes a soggy pickle, no matter how good it tastes. Nobody likes it. You, you want the crunch. You want the snap to it. And then you want it to have the right consistency of salt. You don't want it to be too salty or kind of bland, like watery. So you got to get the right consistency there. And uh, a lot of garlic. A lot of garlic's always a key. Gotcha. And um, the snap, how do you get that? Is it just knowing exactly when to take it out? Well, well, like I said, we do everything here with that's cold packed. It's not cooked or anything. So that helps a lot with the snap. It's really the way we maintain our product and uh, rotate the stock. We don't have stuff sitting here for a long time. Everything moves pretty quickly here, so everything is fresh all the time. Uh, every day we're making barrels or something. So that's another good reason uh, why you get such much snap is that you're constantly moving product. And what's your favorite? Are you a uh, hot, sour, half sour? Well, it was, uh, I'm a tough person to ask which pickle I like the best because I'm a little spoiled, and I use different pickles for different things. Like if I'm just going to eat a pickle on a nice, beautiful, warm day, I prefer a new pickle because it's a real clean, refreshing taste. Uh, if I'm going to have a tuna fish or a pastrami sandwich, I prefer a sour pickle because it's got a lot of salt to it and, and adds right to the flavor. And then if I'm going to have like a hamburger, I go for a half sour pickle because I don't want it to overcome the hamburger itself. So I'm a little spoiled. <laughs> and, uh, and not that hot's not good. I don't eat hot. Hot's too hot for me. <laughs> <laughs> Except with a horseradish. Yeah, well, I, I, well, you know, every year I do the same thing. Every year I can't wait for horseradish season. I can't wait, and I'm eating it as it's coming out of the thing, and I'm eating, and I'm eating, and I'm eating. And about a week later, I'm like, I had enough. My nose is gone. My taste buds are gone. My eyes are gone. But I, every year I always look forward to horseradish. That's the Passover season. <laughs> and yes. you'll wait till next year. Yeah, I always year. wait for it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, you know, I wait, I wait, I wait, and then I kill myself doing it. And I wow, why did I do that? <laughs> but I wait to do the same thing next year, too. <laughs> and you do make other, um, you, you mentioned this earlier, you do make other products like uh, pickled tomatoes and cherry tomatoes. Tell me a little bit about what else we'll find there. Okay. Well, we have a lot of stuff here. Uh, we have some new items that we've just been, we've been making. We make pickled pineapple, pickled mango, the sort of like the sweet and sour. We have pickled Brussels sprouts, okra, stream beans, uh, five different types of tomatoes, six different types of peppers. Jeez, uh, if you could pickle it, we'd probably have it here. <laughs> have you gotten strange requests for certain items? 
Uh, once in a while, I get a request for somebody to make something fly with them, and I do it for them once in a while. Ah. You know, uh, some things, some things I won't won't be able to sell here, but I make it, you know, for private people if they want. Gotcha. And and again, last question: Who are the other pickle guys? That work here, you mean? Yeah. Okay, well, we've got a whole bunch of guys here. Uh, most of the people that work here, it's like they don't want to leave. I got guys that have been working here 17 years, 18 years. You know, uh, the shortest the shortest guy I have here is like six years. Once they come here, they, everybody likes pickles. You know, it's uh, people like us. We're friendly with the customers. So uh, we have a lot of pickle guys. We got a uh, William, and we got a Mike. Uh, we got two Mikes, actually. We got a Victor, a uh, Winston, a Stevie. And I tried the other people. I got Kenny. Yeah, we've got a lot of guys here. And if you have any questions or anything, they'll be more than happy to help you with it. And, they'll and make... if you have any allergies, if you have any allergies, you tell them, listen, I'm allergic to this or that. They'll make sure you don't get anything that has that product in it. Great. Well, I just had to ask who the pickle guys were because I knew you were the pickle guy. Um, but I wondered who else was there well, with you. <laughs> we're all pickle guys. Yeah. yeah, you know what it is? I can't, I, I can't do everything. And, uh, you know, I'm... Not that I'm old, but I'm like 58 years old, and I'm trying to slow down a little bit. So I let the younger, as I call them kids, even though they're 30, I let them take over and do most of the stuff for me. <laughs> Great. So for our listeners, um, the Pickle Guys is located at 49 Essex Street in New York, correct? No, no, no. No, we moved across the street. We're at 357 Grand Street. Okay. Which is right across the street from there. And we're open... Uh, Sunday through Thursday, 9 to 6. Fridays, 9 to 4. We close for shoppers on Saturday. And we close early on Friday. We ship anywhere in the United States. And if you want, you can check us out on our website. We have a beautiful website. Now, if you have any questions or need any help, just feel free to call. We're very helpful here. And can you share quickly the, the phone and the website? So I bet you're going to get a lot of orders. I know I'm okay. ordering as soon uh, as I hang up. <laughs> no problem. Uh, the phone number will be one eight 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 four pickles, number four for pickles, and the website would be thepickleguys.com. Great. Thanks so much for joining us. And for, oh, it's my pleasure. Um, and for keeping the pickle tradition going, we really appreciate it. Take care. Well, I, I appreciate it more because I enjoy what I do, and I I don't want to get a new job. Oh, I okay. love it here. We don't want you to get a new right. job. Keep making the pickles. Yeah. <laughs> All right, be You're well. Not a young lady. Okay. Right, have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. You've been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. To learn more about this podcast and to subscribe, visit our website, yiddishbookcenter.org. This episode is produced by me, Alexa Sewing. And until next time, be well and be healthy.